Hello and welcome to Ask Me About K-Pop, the essential guide for recent converts and seasoned fans alike. My name is Shannon. And I'm Angelica. And welcome to a special episode of the podcast. Um, The K-Pop world suffered a deep loss three weeks ago and we have not had the A, brain and heart space and B, scheduling space Mm -hmm. to talk about it until now. But um, we wanted to just address our listeners um and try to talk through some of our feelings mm-hmm. and offer some support and sympathy um because i know based on conversations from our discord that a lot of people you know people become k-pop fans all the time um and navigating a loss like this um is new for a lot of people mm-hmm. Um, and I'm so sad that we have to be doing this at all. Obviously, yeah. I hate it so much. Um, but also, this episode is not going to be a deep dive into Astro's music career or Moonbin's whole music career. I really do want to do that someday, another day. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not what we're doing today. <laughs> No, today is more of an opportunity to just address the kind of elephant that's been in the K-pop world recently, which is the loss of Moonbin. Um, And so we want to start by, you know, for history's sake, uh, introducing who Moonbin was and giving an opportunity, you know, if you are not a part of the K-pop world if you don't know who he is, but maybe you've seen some news headlines or if you are new to K-pop and maybe know of Astro or knew of Moonbin but weren't a fan yourself and are are curious, like, what is going on? We're going to tell you a little bit about him, um, about our own personal relationship with him as fans, um, and then we will talk just some straight facts about the news that was reported. Um, We'll talk about some responses from both the idol world and the fans, um, and then hopefully end with some consoling notes. Um, But we'll just sort of do our best to document what happened. Like I said, we're going to stick to the facts, but we're going to try to balance a little bit of celebration of who Moonbin was with... um, acknowledgement of the grief we're all still feeling Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. so to start us off moonbin was born uh january 26 1998 in Cheongju, south korea he began modeling at the age of six and was a fantagio trainee uh starting in fifth grade um so he started as a little child star um honestly looks looked exactly the same from (laughs) being a baby when you look at uh little pictures of tiny moonbin it's just the same gorgeous face yeah and like a huge child moonbin is so such an important part of like so many really mm-hmm. big K-pop moments because he's in the TVXQ Balloons music video and yes. was part of mini TVXQ, mm-hmm. which we talked about in their deep dive for that promotion. They had yeah, a child version child of version. the group. Mm-hmm. And he's also in Boys Over Flowers, which is yeah. one of the like biggest K-dramas of all time mm-hmm. playing the child version of one of the main characters mm-hmm. in the flashback parts. Yeah, so child actor Moonbin is an essential piece of the Hollywood wave, yes, to be honest. For sure. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, he then went on to debut as the main dancer and center uh, for the boy group Astro in February 2016. And he was a part of the first Astro subunit, Moonbin Insana, which debuted in 2020. His younger sister, Moon Sua, recently debuted in a girl group called Billy. Mm -hmm. So we love idol siblings and talk about that all the time. Yep. There is a, an idol sibling stage where the two of them performed My Ears Candy, which mm -hmm. we talked about in the episode in which we watched every, every My Ears Candy. Candy stage. Um, and a little bit just sort of about his personality and kind of his reputation as an idol. I think Moonbin was known as being a incredibly like sunshine friendly person mm -hmm. and he was famously childhood friends with many people in the industry because he had been in the industry for so long some of his friends included Sinbi of G Friend and BVs uh, and Song Kwan of Seventeen as well and he was known, I feel like he was most known for his incredible smile. Mm -hmm. He had such a beautiful smile that lit up his whole perfectly square jawed face. Yeah. And it turned his <laughs> eyes into perfect crescents. And he just looked so happy whenever he smiled. Mm -hmm. And he was very tall. Um, and Astro ha is a group that has a very wide <laughs> height variation. True. Um, and so especially in Astro, in comparison to some of his other members, Moonbin just like looked super tall, but he was super tall um, and built like a ballerina. Like he had mm -hmm. just the broadest shoulders, tiny waist, super tall, super beautiful, super beautiful, super beautiful. Um, and as we said, he was the main dancer. He was an incredibly smooth dancer. And because he was so tall, his lines were always oh like Astro's known, I think, for very like smooth cool choreography yeah, and so. he really exemplified i think their choreography style yeah. because he was so like you just really draw the eye because of his mm -hmm. lines and his and his grace yeah and those shoulders and those shoulders the first astro was actually one of the first k-pop concerts we ever saw uh wasn't the first it was one of the first because we saw them here in la they played at a small theater yeah it was um, definitely the first um i think i mean i feel like if you go through our history it's kind it's of the deep, first boy but, but it was the first tour? boy group in a um in an intimate theater because we saw Mamamoo in a really small mm -hmm. theater and we saw but then we saw and we saw a smallish theater but then but then by that point we had seen we'd gone to the Hollywood Bowl a bunch of times mm -hmm. I'd seen God Seven already oh um, you had seen God Seven yes oh okay so then maybe this was my first boy group solo concert like Possibly. where it was just them and before that i'd only seen like the compilation shows at the hollywood bowl or that might be true that might be true mm -hmm. because we gone to monster x already i don't know point is no i don't think so but the point is <laughs> it was very early on in yes. our concert experience yes. and it was a very intimate show because yes. it was a smaller theater that was standing room only and it was a fairly small crowd mm -hmm. um and i remember that when you venmoed me you venmoed me for moonbin shoulders live in person yeah. <laughs> i went through the day that we lost him i went into my phone to look for everything i had 
taken video of at that concert that night and all i had taken videos of were was him yeah <laughs> i had taken so many videos of him that night mm -hmm. and my favorite one is there's a video where i like sweep the crowd during like i think role play like one of those my fun songs song. and you are just like dancing all by yourself <laughs> with a drink like because mm, we were in the back being like the old ajumas just like dancing because i was not getting up in that pit like you could Absolutely see them from not. everywhere yeah, yeah, so yeah. like we stayed in the back and just jammed and we had so much space <laughs> and that is like one of my favorite that was one of my favorite b-sides um oh my gosh that was such a good concert i always remember that aroha that we interviewed afterward yes. who was just like having an out-of-body experience she 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 said she transcended mm -hmm. that evening and i believed her um but yeah i, I think moonbin is the reason that I found Astro, but I can't really remember. I do feel like he was the the Kai in that sense yes. of like he was the first name that I knew. And it's possible I knew his face before I knew Astro. Yeah. But I can't really remember now like how I came upon I don't either. Astro. I just knew that he was immediately my favorite mm -hmm. and the one whose name I knew first yes. and the one I always paid the most attention to. Yeah. And then I think maybe because he was friends with other people, I would be like, oh, well, of course I know Moonbin. Like he's Song Kwan's best friend. Right. Um, so yeah, his sort of reputation, I think, preceded him in a lot of ways um, and brought, brought a lot of attention to Astro. For sure. Mm -hmm. For sure. And I definitely feel like he was always a person that got called upon for like special stages yes. like astro itself i feel like was probably you know in the grand scheme of south korean music like never really that popular sure and like anu is a very popular actor mm -hmm. but like i felt like moonbin was just like such a famous idol yes and that like On every end own. of year stage every special mm -hmm. um countdown anniversary like whatever yeah. he was the person who got called to do like special special stages. stages well even if you think about like i mentioned our my ears candy episode because mm -hmm. him and munsua did one he's also in our Marotic episode because he was tapped for the hot right. boy performance of Marotic. yeah with all the faces exactly mm -hmm. yeah so he's definitely he definitely that's a good way to put it of him just being like a famous idol um because i do think his fame kind of not necessarily like out shown astro but was the way that chao nu is famous outside of astro for being an actor i feel like moonbin was famous outside of astro for just being an idol yeah um which which is kind of interesting i i mm -hmm. off the top of my head can't really think of another idol who might have a similar reputation um but yeah he was um incredibly talented incredibly talented yeah. and a joy to see on stage yeah um, definitely a star mm -hmm. entertainer yeah i'll definitely mm -hmm. always feel like very grateful that we got to see them that time because yeah that was the only time that we'd ever seen yeah. astro live and it was a really nice memory yeah it absolutely was um, unfortunately, on April 19th of this year, 2023, it was reported that Moonbin was found dead by his manager in his apartment. He was buried in a private ceremony on April 22nd. And although details and, you know, autopsy results have not been publicly released to the public it is suspected that he died by his own hand mm -hmm. um and i think out of general respect for moonbin his family and all his loved ones speculation is really not encouraged mm -hmm. um 
just as a as a blanket statement. You'll see a lot of different things out there. And and I think it's better to err on the side of we'll never really know. And yeah, that, that has to be OK. And it's probably best mm. to just not because the the few deaths that we do know the details of. I wish I didn't know the details of. Yeah, truly. I really do. Yeah. Um, But I think that this was just such a like a a shock Mm -hmm. like I've never meant that word more strongly but like shock absolutely this was this was wildly surprising um and I think that it was that seemed to be the general consensus from Mm -hmm. fan reactions and and industry reactions too it seemed to really surprise people um in a way that I think some previous celebrity deaths did not come across Mm -hmm. as quite quite as surprising um because those and I I like I hate to I hate to just like lump everybody together because I know mm -hmm. that that feels terrible in its own way yes but I think other people that we've lost in recent years were much more publicly struggling struggling yes yes yeah absolutely no that is absolutely why um I mean when when we got you and I learned of this news from a text of a mutual friend and all it said was I heard the news about Moonbin and the just the phrase the news about Moonbin my thought was Oh no! Did he enlist? Did he enlist? Did he surprise? Did he enlist? did he leave Fantasia? Yeah, like like oh, that. Astro, Astro just renewed. Oh shit! Did, are yeah, they breaking what up? Could be, what could it be? I never in a million years would have thought. No, the news would be his death. Like Me absolutely either. not, or at least not by his own. It, no, like, I thought it was going to be an accident, horrible like, accident, car accident, or something like that. Like, yeah, and um, and so it was very, very surprising to me personally but it also seems like from what I've read that seems to be the general reaction as well um and because Moonbin was so beloved by so many other idols um there have been many many public statements that have been made um so for the history and the perspective of it we'd like to share some excerpts um of statements that were made after Moonbin's death um by several of his idol friends um, the first one that I want to start with is just a piece from something that a uh, key from shiny posted. And I just want to publicly continue to thank Kim Kibum for being such an incredible rock in hard times. Like key is the person that got me through the first couple weeks after losing Jong because he was so open about how he feels and he's like never been afraid to talk about him and talk Mm -hmm. about what that all felt like. And Mm -hmm. I'm so grateful to him for that just off the bat. Um, But one of the nicest things in his statement that was beautiful was he said, thank you for leaving records of all that Moonbin has done. Those who are left behind will be able to live with smiles and smile at those memories and hope for the day that you appear again with a bright smile. Um, And it was just it was nice of him to say something. I, mm-hmm. He's he's a treasure. Yes, he is. He always has 
comforting words and I think his his wisdom is always appreciated um as we mentioned earlier Song Kwan and Moonbin uh were very good friends and um Song Kwan posted a very long and beautiful letter uh to him on his social media I'm just going to read an excerpt of it um the whole thing is very beautiful but it may make you cry just as a as also, a little bit yeah, of a warning it came with a slideshow of mm-hmm. wonderful pictures of which are described in one of the paragraphs yes. of his very long statement and oh this got me real good yeah it was it was very beautiful and I I had honestly been like waiting to hear from Song Kwan and this was sad but also comforting yes so here's an excerpt you were someone who made me see the world differently it's hard to get along with someone this well if I want to see you I can see you if I want to hear you I can hear you I really believe you're looking after me from heaven you're going to monitor me during this promotion too right I'm going to reflect on your feedback, so please look after me. I'm going to get through this somehow while thinking you're watching. I was so honored to be your friend, and thank you for being my friend. Thank you again for making me learn and feel so many things. Just be whoever you want up there. Let go of the responsibility, pressure, and guilt. Do everything you want and wait for me. I'm going to bear with everything and live on. I'm going to take care of your people and loved ones and live making lots of memories so that our memories don't become a blur one bit. I'll spread all of the memories I hold with you for at least everyone who loved you in those moments. I hope you can watch while smiling with content again. If there's anything you need, come to me in my dreams. You're my friend in the next life, no matter what. See you up there. I'll give you a tight hug as soon as I see you. I love you a lot. You worked hard, Bin. Oh my boo. <laughs> uh. Shit. <sighs> wow. Okay. Sinbi from Vivi's also posted something for him. Um, she poor thing had a schedule in Las Vegas mm-hmm. and had to go to it and everyone was begging like please don't make them perform uh, yeah. and they did um, they did I believe she was not able to go to at least the seven, burial yeah, like she showed yeah, she was she there couldn't for go the to first all memorial the funeral. Things, yeah. um, but she and, and Moonbin had been friends for I think about 15 or 20 years they'd been friends for a really long time yeah, a really really long time Um, here is a piece of, uh, Simbi's letter for Moonbin. There's a lot of things I want to say to you, but I'll slowly save a bit and say it. Binna, I'll take care of Sua, auntie and uncle, just like you always asked me to. So don't worry about anything now and live only for your happiness. Bin, I've been so happy to be with you ever since we were little kids, teenagers, and into our 20s. I thought we'd grow old together until we were like a grandma and grandpa, but now I'm the only one getting old. Smile and tease me as much as you want from there and watch me grow older and let's bicker when we meet later. You've been a strength to me just by being you and you've been a very reliable and precious friend to me. I'm sorry that I'm saying this stuff just now. Whenever someone will ask me who my best friend is, I will answer that it's you without hesitation. You're so cool, and I'm proud of you. You're so precious. I'll come visit often. Rest comfortably. I'm so sorry. Know that I love you so much. Thank you, and I love you, kid. Uh, 
This sucks so much. This sucks so much. I fucking hate that we're doing this again. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. (sighs) Yeah. This really, really sucks. Okay. We don't have to keep going if it's too much. Like, we really don't. I don't. Yeah, I don't know if I can read another one. It's okay. We have we have the main ones. Yeah, that's that's all we can do right now. Just know there are other statements out there. You know, good places like Soompi or whatever have nice long-running mm-hmm. memorial posts if you want to read other things from people. Yeah, there um, are also adi- additional statements from um, his members as well. Um, but it's hard to get through those. Um so I'm sorry, but I don't want to read no, any more No, it's of okay. Them. I think that's fine. I really um, do. Yeah, I think in general, um, this has been really hard uh, in a lot of different ways. And in ways that have been different from when we first lost Jonghyun. Um, like you said, I think he was more public about his struggles with mental health and depression. So... Although it was still a surprise when we lost him, it felt like afterward you could more easily understand why it happened. Yeah, and there was so much po- like people posting like his poetry from his book and things right, that he said like, on Blue Night, and there yeah. was so much to like. And like hang he on had to. he yes, and and there and was to just, see what where his heart was, or and try to understand him in some way. Or, yeah, and and like I think also you know like the way that he handled and planned out his letter and his final concert, and like he made a purposeful grand exit, exit. Yeah. and it was just as dramatic and artistic as, as he everything he did and so it felt understandable in a way that this loss has not to me yes especially because him and sauna were supposed to like be on tour like right now and they tickets were sold like everyone a tour was except for rocky re-signed at fantagio in december of 2022 mm-hmm. so just a few months ago he re-signed his contract for however many years those right. contracts are for and like we said at the beginning like he was known for being incredibly bubbly and sunshiny and happy and positive and you know they always say to check in on your like happy friends and obviously we never know what is going on with someone like even you know in your if you know them personally there's so much that you might not know and then as fans of course we know very little about Mm -hmm. what's really going on in somebody's life but it still was very surprising and it does feel like that's kind of been the general consensus from many of the fans um it seemed to me to be the sort of sentiment that was being shared in all of these statements um and from what I've seen of of fans as well, of being just like sort of reeling from the shock. And I think mm-hmm. I think personally, I had a hard time connecting to the reality of yeah, it. Yeah, I'm same. I still it's three weeks in and I still feel like I'm waiting for something to be like for it to not be true. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Like, I feel like. 
yeah, like the second that I learned that Zhang was gone, like I felt that as hard as I've ever felt anything. Mm -hmm. And it felt so final and so like the gravity of it was so immediate and apparent. Mm -hmm. And last, a couple of weeks ago, I woke up to that text. I was so confused. I came out of my bedroom and I have in my little K-pop area, I have this locker that's like full collaged with Mm -hmm. like posters and photo cards or whatever. And I have this big like five by seven photo card of Moonbin from all night with his pink hair. And it has been on my desk and I've looked at it like every day for so many years. And like, I just like looked at it and I was like, yeah, like you're gone. Like, I don't know. It just, I felt like that whole first day I was just Mm. in such a fog of disbelief. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. And it hasn't really left yet. Mm -hmm. And it's so hard because it just like the of something that people have been uh, expressing in the discord is that it's just strange that life, like that everything just goes on. You expect yeah. it all to stop mm-hmm. and it doesn't. And the fact that M countdown aired the next day and that they just told the idols to wear black and not yeah. smile. And I had to watch Juhan like cry through his little like, and next up I've is performing. Like, why did they do that to them? Mm. And like in me and yeah, like comebacks yeah. got pushed for a week and then, then, then they happened mm-hmm. and the world is just going to go on. And that feels so unfair and wrong. And I don't know. Yeah. And it's also strange to, I mean, I think that that piece of grief is true no matter who you lose. Mm -hmm. But I think what's always strange about losing an artist that you're a fan of is that piece that it's almost like, well, should I even feel sad about this? Because I didn't know them personally. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like this oh yeah I'm I'm fine. I mean, it's not like I really knew them. But we actually have like incredible – personal relationships with especially musicians yeah um because music is very emotional and we make connections and use music in a lot of different ways um in our lives and so then when you lose an artist that you're a fan of like that is a very complicated kind of grief Mm -hmm. um and I think a lot of people struggle with how to navigate that whether they've personally experienced other kinds of grief or not um because there is a piece that's kind of like how do you even grieve someone that you never knew right and for some people like that makes it really difficult to engage with their music or Mm -hmm. to to watch their videos or or their performances and for other people it makes them need that content and like need to relive um those things which i think is kind of what what key was bringing up in his statement of it's good to keep that mem- those memories and to have those records, especially because even if right now it's too fresh for you to watch a video of him or to listen to an Astro record, eventually you will want it. Yeah. And like my mom used to say that death is only sad for the people for the living yeah, because when you're dead, behind. you're dead. <laughs> who cares? Yeah. You're not going to be sad. The people who le- who are left behind are the ones who have to deal with it and who have to struggle with it. And um, eventually though, it will be nice 
to be able to re-listen to Mm -hmm. that music. And I think especially for me, at least like it was really hard to listen to Jong Yun's music for a long time afterward and Chinese too, but Jong's music is very emotional. Yeah. And like, so sometimes I could use his music to process my grief about him. Right. In a strangely cathartic way. But Astro's music's very happy. It is. It's it's forced joy. It's (laughs) it's so yeah, it is absolutely my forced joy. And like Astro dance practices are something I watch when I need happiness. And that is not something I've been able to engage with yet. Mm -hmm. But I know I will want it eventually. Right. Right. And I just on what you were saying, I just hope that anybody listening that you would not that you would be able to not like dwell on any guilt or shame you might be mm-hmm. feeling about any of the feelings that you have right now. Mm-hmm. Because something that I said in the discord is, you know, like K-pop fans love very hard. So yes. it is not crazy that they also would grieve very hard Mm -hmm. um and something that came up in a new k-drama that i started called the heavenly idol is that k-pop idols give people joy and peace and comfort and reasons to go on Mm -hmm. um and that it's particularly painful and isolating to you know, maybe feel like, well, why couldn't I give, why couldn't I have given him what he gave me? Mm. Um, And, you know, feeling bad that you didn't notice or I don't know. Uh, And I don't know. It's just so hard. It's just so hard. And that anything that you're feeling is, I just want you to know that anything that you're feeling is fine and that you will probably feel things Mm -hmm. um, forever, unfortunately. Um, yes. And it will go in different waves and different things. And somebody in the Discord specifically asked in the Shiny channel how long it took people to be able to listen to the music again. And like, mm. yeah, I think it's really dependent. Totally it's super on dependent person. on the person. And the and music. Even, and the music. Like for me, I found a lot of comfort in really old Shiny music, mm. but I couldn't listen to one and one. Yeah. Because it was like, if this is the last thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I couldn't cope with that being like, yeah. but what if there's never new shiny music? Yeah. Like, I don't want to have this mm-hmm. last thing. And I felt that way about the posthumous album yes. that Jong Hyun released. I could not listen to that. I still can't really listen to that, even though I, I often listen to his other albums or even like She Is. Like, mm-hmm. I can put that on and listen to it joyously. But I have a really hard time still listening to poet artists because of what it means and like what I associate with it. And so, yeah. And how long does it take to be able to engage with the music again? That's not something I think you can really put on a timeline. And also it's going to be different every day. Um, Yes. Grief is not linear. It's in any way. uh, A lot of people say like, oh, it comes in waves, but it also is like the most accurate metaphor I've ever heard for it is it's like having a ball ball inside of a box. I think about this all the Mm -hmm. time. So it's like having a ball inside of a box and on the side of a box is a button that makes you feel pain. And sometimes the ball is very small. So as it bounces around the box, it doesn't hit the pain button very often. Sometimes the ball is very big. And so it's 
constantly on the pushing button. on the button and the pain is always the same even if the ball is small if the pain, the pain is always hit. the same it just doesn't happen as often or it can come like less less frequently and I think that that's very true like the the grief always hurts the same it just doesn't always hurt as often yeah or as frequently um but I think, yeah, what you were saying is that it's important to like take your time and ultimately whatever it is that you're feeling, allow yourself to feel it. Try to let go of that guilt and shame. Yeah. Of, like one of the best things I ever took from my therapist was the idea that guilt is such a useless emotion and it ultimately is draining you even more mm. because you're already feeling sad and then you're making yourself feel bad about the fact that you feel sad. Yeah. Why are you doing that to yourself? Yeah. Be kind to yourself because you're sad. Yeah. So try try not to, even though it's a complicated emotion. And I think one of the hardest parts about losing an artist you're a fan of is the way that you're not really allowed to publicly grieve about it. Right. Like when you lose a family member, it's okay for you to be sad or at take work, off work for a while. Yeah. But when, you know, Prince died, you can't call in sick because your favorite singer is gone, you right. know? Um, even though you can still feel very sad about it, however many weeks later. And like, it might still very much affect you. And maybe you do wake up every single day thinking about that person. That's how I was for a long time after John passed. But it's difficult to navigate and you have to just be gentle with yourself. Yeah. And I think on the other end of that, another thing that I have to be gentle with myself about is... The times where, as a fan, you are feeling happy and joyous mm. and reveling in your beautiful memories. Not feeling guilty and about that And someone else tells you that you should be sad about mm. it. Like, I've seen a lot of, on TikTok, like, Arohas trying to, like, joyfully show off their Moonbin photo card collection. Mm -hmm. And all the comments are like, oh, my God, aren't you so sad? Yeah. And it's like, and, they, and then they feel really angry mm -hmm. at that. Like, don't try to take my yeah. joy for me and I, that is a feeling I'm very familiar with yes. so many times in the last five years I've been standing in line at choice or talking to a stranger at KCON and they say who's your favorite group and you say shiny and they say I'm sorry and mm -hmm. like that is something I have to like try not to fight them because I'm not <laughs> sorry yeah. like I'm mm -hmm. not sorry yeah I I have like, suffered a deep loss and some days I'm really really sad about it but like I am not sorry that mm -hmm. I gave my heart to shiny like yeah I'm not and I think one of the things that helped me feel because I, I I have felt that too of like I feel guilty for not being sad mm -hmm. and the the thing that like made me helped me change my mindset about that was the person that you lost would they be mad at you for being happy mm -hmm. without them or would they want you to be happy and live your life? Yeah. That person doesn't want you to feel guilty. Like, and so why are you feeling like you're still, mm -hmm. you're still alive. You're still allowed to feel joy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I and feel you don't have to be sorry about the love that you gave yeah. to Astro or to Moonbin because 
he wanted you to feel that joy too. Yeah. That's why he became an entertainer. Yeah. Like, and I think why he lit up the stage so beautifully is because it did bring him joy yeah. and it brought us joy to watch him. Yeah. And we're still allowed to feel that if you can. Yeah. And if you don't, hopefully you will again. Yeah. One day. I hope so. I really do. Um, I think this is probably a good moment to wrap it up before we get like too mm. bogged down in all of it. And while we're on this note of positivity, um, I did want to leave you with if, if I don't know, maybe someone's listening to this in three years and they want to look this guy up and find mm. out who he was or whatever. Or if you're in a moment where you want to celebrate Moonbin, um, yes. we have a few things to suggest to you. Absolutely. Um, and the first and the most important, and I have, this is something that I have been able to watch a couple of times in the mm. past couple of weeks because it is so perfect, important and perfect <laughs> and important to me. And that is the Astro dance practice for their song, Baby, um, which is just a perfect, happy, beautiful song. And my favorite part, I posted just this part on my TikTok, but like the part at the end after the little like bridge where the key change happens and they do the big the spin, spin and they jump. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. It's so good to watch them I'm fly like, around. Oh, I'm like smiling and crying <laughs> just thinking about it. It's so beautiful. It's so good. Um, also, if you want to have a little giggle and appreciate his skills as a dancer, uh, Moonbin performed a little girl group medley on mm -hmm. Knowing Brothers a couple of years ago. That's a great one. Mm -hmm. um, a thing about Moonbin that maybe makes all of this even a little more difficult is that he was such a sultry performer. <laughs> and so many of these stages are... I very know. horny and it's like Moonman oh my was goodness very hot <laughs> he was very beautiful yes. and he knew that and he had a lot of excellent sex appeal when he was on stage For sure. and one of my absolute favorite things I actually thought about this like shortly after the news broke one of the first things I thought of was his cover of Sunmi's 24 mm -hmm. Hours because it's one of my favorite stages of him. And I just, I don't know why that was what popped sure. into my head, but it just did um, because that stage in particular is so incredible. Um, he's wearing like a translucent black sh backless top mm -hmm. with like black leather pants and no, no shoes. shoes. He's barefoot, which I think makes it like saucier. Yes. And Bare it's toes, so good. Seriously? He does the entire choreography, doesn't change it at all. And he's just like so incredible at capturing Sunmi's sexiness and grace and mm. And he was just such a such an incredible performer. Um, but yeah, I guess a little bit of a warning if you go <laughs> searching for Moonbin at this point in time, just know he was a saucy performer. Yeah. So um, I wanted to add that, to this list and I will just fact. say it. But <laughs> him and Sana did water bomb like last year, I think, which is the state, which yeah. is the con the outdoor festival where all the performers are like soaking wet mm -hmm. and like shirtless or wearing bathing suits or whatever. And him and Sana did their whole stage and he did not wear a shirt. He's just wearing wet jeans. The whole stage. <sighs> and on it, I love Moonbin and Sana is such a good subunit too. Like their music is so, so sexy, cool, and groovy. And the choreo is so good. And they were really great at like mirroring each other because they're both just like so tall and long. Yeah. 
such incredibly beautiful performances from the yeah, Mbin. Absolutely. That we will be able to treasure forever. Mm-hmm. So take your time and whenever you're ready to enjoy them again, he'll be there. He'll be there for you. Um, and just a shout out reminder, if you are a member of our discord or would like to join our discord, we have a dedicated memorial space set up in our safe space channel, um, where people have been posting all kinds of, um, you know, beautiful memories and messages to him and working through complicated thoughts together. And um, I'm really proud of our beautiful community and the way that everyone has been holding each other together for the past couple of weeks. I'm so honored and proud to know all of you. Um, And I think you're amazing. Uh, So I just wanted you to know that that space is there if you feel like you um, have things that you want to say or um, commiserate with other people. We have Mm -hmm. a space to do that in our Discord. Um, One of our Discord members sent in an email with a little statement for us to read on the podcast. Um, And I think it's appropriate to um, end our little episode with. So here is a message from a listener named Chris. We'll never know what Moonbin the person was going through leading up to his death, but as an idol, Moonbin has left us an incredible record of his beauty, much more than most people will have ever captured in the course of a lifetime. Those of us who love the idol will have all of this forever, and because he was taken from us so early, we'll never forget. It's a phenomenon that's sad but true. Our idols who are taken from us in their prime are seldom forgotten. Long after their contemporaries' fame and fandom fades, our idols who have gone before are remembered, revisited, and celebrated by even those who didn't know them in life. And it's then that Moonbin, our idol, becomes a legend. Thank you for tuning into this. Um, Take care of each other. Take care of yourself. Check in on people that you love. Tell people you love that you love them. Um, and know that you're not alone. We love you guys very, very much. I'm so sorry that we're having to do this again. Um, but you're not alone. You're not feeling these things alone. Um, so thank you. We'll talk to you soon. Goodbye. Jongyan, you're our inspiration. <laughs>